Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another microsode here at Flame On. I am Pat. You're talking bearskin rug. I'm joined today with our uh, host and fearless leader, Brian. Hello. And two very special guests uh, who were actually in our neck of the woods just a couple of weekends ago. Uh, we have Steve and Jason. How you boys doing? Good. Doing very well, thank you. How you be? Are you doing Gouda? Doing Gouda. <laughs> Cheese is addictive. You know, you can get a habit. Cheese is habit forming. (laughs) It is. It is. You end up in prehab? (laughs) I stole that one from uh, Peter Sagal. Lordy. It's party. (laughs) Well, uh, Steve, some of you may know as uh, one of our our more vocal Flame On (laughs) listener uh, contributors and sharers and posters and commenters on our uh, Twitter and our Facebook page. And uh, he is also a, uh, I can't think of a bear pun for partner in crime. Bear bear partner in crime to Brian on uh, the Comic Book Bears podcast. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> Where we talk for hours and hours and hours and, about comics. And hours and hours. <laughs> Late into the night, early into the next morning. All about comics. Yeah, I'm glad you guys do that because I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't. That's more comics than I can handle. I can barely get through uh, through the Flame On comic book section sometimes because I don't read enough of them. So I'm like, I'm lost and confused. It's a tough slog. You probably have more knowledge than I do, so I just <laughs> shake my head. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the voice of Jason, who is Steve's husband and uh, another one of our really good friends. And uh, you boys were down in Orlando. You came and visited us um, for Bear Bust Weekend. Ah, uh, yes. Which was a, a multi-purpose, multi-faceted 
uh, vacation getaway for you guys. You guys came down and uh, stayed with us starting on uh, Thursday the 15th. And, I think uh, it, yeah, I think it's the 15th, yeah. You would think that I would know these dates. I mean, the, for the amount of times I had to talk about Bear Bust, you would think that I knew <laughs> all these dates like ingrained into my head. Um, you came down on the 15th. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure the day after it was just sort of like everything just decompressed. and. <laughs> Sadly, it wasn't until I think either Tuesday or Wednesday of that week because I had to go back and finish up and uh, take care of stuff on Monday. Yeah, it's like a never-ending cycle of... of misery and fun but uh, but you guys came down um partly to get away from uh from north carolina yeah <laughs> i don't say that in a mean way i just mean i just mean a nice little uh nice little october getaway from the the beautiful state of north carolina down to the sunny 80 degree weather of orlando <laughs> i got to wear shorts again it was lovely oh <laughs> and flip-flops Right. I mean, it's uh, that's one of the things that people don't really, I think, understand about or they do, but they kind of block it out. Because if you're from anywhere outside of a warm climate environment, when October rolls around, you are prepping, you know, the salt and getting your cold weather clothes out. And then in Florida, we're still sweating our balls off down here. <laughs> Luckily, North Carolina is pretty mild, so we don't have to worry about the heavy parkas, but. Oh, well, that's good. Maybe I can be like, I'll be the reverse snowbird. I'll go up to North Carolina where it's moderate during the uh, during the winter, <laughs> so I can feel like I've actually got seasons again, as opposed to here. The season never ends. It is actually quite pretty right now. I never say that about fall because I hate fall, but the colors are really beautiful. Why right do now. you hate fall? What did fall ever do to you? Fall is the predecessor to winter, which is cold and miserable, and the sun goes away. <laughs> And I get the sads. Oh, I understand. Seasonal, what is it called? Seasonal affective disorder? Seasonal affect disorder. Yeah. Like, I totally understand that, having spent enough time in um, Rhode Island, in, in New England area in the winter, and just, yeah, you don't see the sun. You understand. New England winter is the worst. It is yeah. the worst. But you do, you understand why it's called New England. I mean, you think about England and London fog and the rains and the everything, and it's it's that in spades but you know i i don't uh, i just don't get enough of it so i don't feel as depressed but like that week i'm up there by the end i'm like okay i, I kind of understand but yeah, uh, my mom sent me one of those special lights last year <laughs> wow oh wow really i sit i sit in front of the little light shines on my face well if that <laughs> helped it then it does help yeah I also work underneath a like an alt light, so that helps too. But that little it does help. So bear bust, we've talked about it a little bit on. I know comic bears. I always am plugging it at the end of the episode for our wolf of the week. Uh, this is an event that's been going on for 25 years, and it is a bear event uh, or bear run. Uh, they're typically called, where you have bears from all over the country, potentially all over the world, coming together to have a weekend of Fun in different ways, depending on how or what you're into. Uh, for myself, and I think for you guys, it was just, you know, hanging out with people, meeting new people, talking, going to see some musicians that were invited down this year to celebrate uh, the 25th for, uh, anniversary. And, I mean, there was pool parties, there was uh, alcohol, by the way, there's a little bit of drinking happening. Yeah, a lot, actually. No, it was, it was, 
it was a great it was overall a great event uh good numbers all around and everyone i think pat talked to i know had a great time in fact he's gotten a lot of good feedback afterwards pretty much entirely like yes this is great we're so glad you're doing this we're so glad bear bust is alive again because for a few years it kind of went away and uh, well, had to, it didn't go away it, it shrank back into a it changed chrysalis of uh, well it changed transformation not well owners in essence but the bears of central florida used to run the event for the majority of its run i believe the first couple of years it, there's a lot of disagreement over the first few years of bear bust and it's an oral history if you yeah. will <laughs> yes it's a very oral history um but the bears of central florida ran it for the majority of its lifespan and then when they dissolved in uh 2011 late 2011 they they ended up selling all the rights because they were a 51c3 they were a bear group um, but they sold off all of the rights to because they had the trademark and everything to the Parliament House. And Tim, who's the resort manager there, who is in charge of all of the events that go through that through that establishment, had the inenviable task of having to now put together a four day bear event right after Pride. Because Pride used to be two weeks before it and then it moved to a week before it. And it just. It, it kind of, you know, made things a bit crazy. But like any time that, you know, something changes uh, leadership or ownership, you kind of have those period, you know, that, that little bit of time where it just it kind of it, it shrinks in what the scope is while they kind of figure out what's going on. Transforms. Yes. Like I said. Yes. Transform. But transitional transformation. Yes. Well, I, I have to say for the first. For the first uh, bear bus that I've been to, um, or at least especially this one, uh, you didn't see any transitional, transformational period. This this uh, bear bus was amazing. Uh, all you know, when we were there, just the uh, well, for one thing, the amount of people that were there having a great time, but uh, also just the amount of different events, the number of different guests that were. That were brought in for it, musical guests, drag guests. Um, it just, uh, it was pretty fantastic. Jason, so, what was your favorite part? I know what you're gonna say. My favorite part? Uh huh. Was Varla Jean Merman. There you have it. So, <laughs> I, I will admit, I didn't know who Varla Jean was before I watched Girls Will Be Girls, and I think Pat, you're the one who actually told me about it. And I think I had heard of the movie, but I never bothered watch it. And then. For some reason, I decided, okay, well, I'll watch it. And Varla Jean was amazing. Like, she's probably one of the best parts of that movie, although Coco Peru is pretty great, too. Uh, but no, it's, it's, if you've never checked her out before in person, uh, you can probably go on YouTube or online and find a bunch of clips and things of her stuff just to get an idea. But well, Varla does a, not so much, there's, hasn't been a whole lot of new ones recently, but there's a whole library of, um, Music videos okay. that yes. she does. <laughs> the um, Dark Lady. The Dark Lady is amazing. Does she do the Probably satire, like singing the like other words to it, or does she just do yeah, like she, a? Yeah, she sings the whole. She sings everyone, um, and reenacts these amazing scenes. They are they will make you laugh. They're yeah. fantastic. They're they're not. It's not like she doesn't rewrite the song. Okay, okay. It's more of a. Well, no, some some of the songs she does rewrite. She changes the words. Some of them she does, but some of the bigger ones, and, like Dark Lady, I don't believe she does. And there's um, 
she does Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Oh. Yeah. And there, there's a couple of them that are like the bigger, like more popular songs that it's really more of a parody video. Right. Than it is yeah. a parody song. Yeah. But sung as Marla Jean Merman, so it always just sounds like it's a parody. And she's got a campy, <laughs> I don't know how to. Well, there's always lots of drugs and sex and crazy things going on. True. What, what would you describe yeah, her? She is a big whore. Well, <laughs> she's a big black hole. The uh, her voice, she goes for almost a Carol Channing at times, but there's also other things in it that I can't quite place. But um, you know, she has she kind of talks like this a little bit. I mean, she has that like kind of affected. She's she's not just a brash loud drag. She's not just a brash loud drag queen, but she has like that old Hollywood influence yeah, in there, yeah. you know. Um, she definitely takes a lot of um, influence from old Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you you really see that in uh, the where the or girls will be girls a little bit as well. Um, and Coca Peru, same kind of thing. Like they both seem to have that oh, kind of that's... same DNA. But this appearance, which we weren't sure and we didn't know, uh, Jason, you have a connection with. But um, we we did not know it would be her new show that she is. Uh, basically taking on tour right she's she like, yeah this is she does a new show every year because she spends the summer she has a summer residency in provincetown mm-hmm. so like a lot of drag like queens, everybody does well yeah, yeah. well especially now <laughs> margaret show well every Bianca drag queen Del that seems to do a show in provincetown every summer yeah but. they've that's yeah. definitely ever since um I think season six of RuPaul's Drag Race. You have your staples. You've got Dina Martina. You've got Miss Richfield, 1981. That chick from the Orbitz commercials. Yeah. Which I never – and then we finally went, oh, that's – okay. Yeah. Um, And Varla, (laughs) those are kind of your your staples. Then you have some of the other local queens like Liza Lott and some of the other girls that are there. Uh, But ever since RuPaul's Drag Race season six came around, a lot of the girls have started taking up residency there Um, this past summer. You had Courtney Act doing uh, Boys Like Me. You had Bianca doing um, her her show up there for, I think, about three weeks. Did Rolodex. she do the Rolodex of Hate? I think she did the Rolodex of Hate up there. She was there for a while in Provincetown, at, at least two weeks. Um, and then you also had Jinx, who this is her second summer. Didn't Ben do her show up there a little and bit? Ben did a short run in Provincetown. Okay. Um. Jinx did the inevitable concert this year versus doing the vaudevillians, which is what she did last year. Okay. So she actually got to do a concert show. But back to the back to the actual subject at hand. Before I list off all the queens and what their their well, schedules were for this past year, we're taking a few diversions this episode. <laughs> it's loosely all organized around bear bust, but with diversions. Exactly. Well, it's talking about all the great things that were there and where you can see them now. But yeah, Varla's Varla's show, um, Big Black Hole, was her new one for this year. And when we booked her to do a show, there, <laughs> I needed to get them information about the theater, how many people it held, how big the stage was. And then the final thing was, can we suspend a rope from the ceiling for the rope climb? <laughs> Which is such a bummer that she couldn't. I know, I know, but God help us if that roof collapsed any more than it already is. <laughs> what you may not understand about the Parliament House is it is a older building, a set of buildings, and from the 60s even, uh, or late 60s, that theater, I think that theater came on a little later. That theater came on much later, because okay. 75 was when it became the Parliament House. Okay. Oh, so that's that right. That was, I think, that's the right. early 90s, they built out the theater. But it's an old uh, econologer, it's an old travel motel. 
And uh, so some of the things are a little older, and you know, you, they're they're beautifully refurbished. But yeah, I wouldn't want to have a <laughs> rope attached to that ceiling. And well, I mean, you know. I I was just kind of blown away. I wasn't no, I had no idea what to expect about the Parliament House. I had heard a little bit about it, but I didn't really know what to expect. But then knowing there was an an actual theater. And then a couple different club spaces and all these other things. It was much bigger than I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you, sure you hear all the stories and then you get to see the uh, the actual space in person. And you're like, okay, the stories really do make sense. But damn, there's a lot more here. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, I really, in terms of the show, I thought it was going to be like most of the places, you know, clubs that, you know, that have a drag show where they just kind of clear out part of the, the dance floor Oh yeah, 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 and, and they, uh, they, they do in that spot. So it was really cool to actually have an actual stage. Yeah, that was awesome. They do that on Sunday for the tea dance show because they have uh, tea dance from like four to nine or three to nine, something along those lines. Uh, but they'll do their seven o'clock, um, and it's almost kind of like a, a review. And they'll have uh, stage pieces in the disco and do a show in the disco. But then every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They do um, all their shows in the theater, so it's actually got that full stage setup. But and you guys got to experience one of our Footlight Theater uh, shows. Oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah, with our our male dance review, which it sounds uh, it, well, it sounds more titillating than it usually is. But we have male dancers to open and close each show, and then the drag queens in between. And you also got to see uh, not the usual MC Darcel. Uh, but, uh, Lee Shannon was the guest host for that show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she, you know, she's an Orlando drag legend here. I mean, she's been doing drag for a few years. Uh, and she, she was great. She was really fun. She had a great rapport with the audience. Um, and she, her, her performance number was some country song. I don't remember. A redneck woman. Is that what it was? Redneck woman. Yep. <laughs> which, which honestly was probably the best rendition of that. That uh, karaoke staple in uh, in the Carolinas. Uh, oh. Basically, you can't you can't do a, a karaoke show anywhere in the or any kind of karaoke night without at least five or six women getting up at some point and doing Redneck Woman. I'm so sorry. And here and seeing it uh, being done by a fantastic drag queen uh, was probably you know the best version I've ever seen. <laughs> um. And I was sad because, again, other than that, I mean, the usual, like, Giselle performed. Giselle Barbie Royale was one of the performers there. Uh, Chantel DeMarco was perform- performed. But you didn't get to see Sonique, who I had told you was a, a cast member now. And, and she's fantastic. Yeah. She's been doing great stuff. Season two from RuPaul. And uh, a big geek, which uh, one of these days we're going to sit down and grab her for Dragon's New Spandex because she still goes to comic conventions and still collects, like, this and that. Like... You know, I mean, we've brought, we've brought on some of the geekier queens, but I mean, she's one that we just had no idea. You know what I mean? It was like a glorious discovery, you know, to find that out. Until you're uh, around her and her phone goes off and it's do 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 do. Well, you know, <laughs> when when her phone when her phone uh, when she gets a text message, you're like, what? The Power Rangers are here? <laughs> she's a huge Power Rangers fan. Huge Power Rangers oh, fan. Man. Oh, I I just kind of walk around doing that. Uh, uh, I've been trying to get my parrot to do that for years nice. <laughs> so still hasn't so you guys and i think i mean you know please you know what, what what was your favorite part of the uh the the drag experience for bear bust i mean varla jane of course you know that was that's sort of a separate thing but like what did you guys think overall of our of our queens i think it was interesting because it i mean i think you had told us i mean because it's 
it's um, more of a female impersonation show rather than all drag queens. Yep. So it was interesting to you know have that nice mix of the drag queens with um, also the transitioning women. Um, that was, I thought that the dancing and the things they did with their parts were really fun. <laughs> well, in Brooklyn Heights, I think also, uh, right. I guess she's, she's visiting or is she, is she a permanent fixture? No, now? she was, uh, she was in town. She was the special guest all weekend, uh, because then she competed on that Monday, the 19th and won the Miss Gay Orlando pageant. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's yes. Cool. Um, she well, is seemed- she is a sickening queen because she is actually the former Miss Continental. She just stepped down over um, Labor Day weekend uh, and is a boy queen. is not a is not a uh, transgender uh, queen. And the Continental side of um, the pageant world is a very heavily trans dominated pageant, uh-huh. and she. And she took that crown, and she, yeah, as a boy queen, was able to win Continental. So she is, a, she's a hell of a performer. She has an amazing look, and yeah, um, yeah she was there all weekend. So she did uh, feed me diamonds, which I think I had seen Sonique do. Prior. Sonique has done it. Yeah, yeah and that, that was the one she did on um, on Point. Yes, which again, in shoes. Wow, hell of a hell of a dancer, very well executed, uh, different than what you might typically associate with drag but that's the cool thing with parliament house we've had a lot of different queens come through with a lot of different styles so you get to see a little bit of everything over over time um and you know we had a drag queens hosting our pool events uh was it uh saturday or friday who was friday we didn't have one friday we had saturday um gidget unfortunately had a another event so we had kiana toms uh fill in as our hostess on saturday for pool games um, she did a great job. The crowd loved her. Good. Um, it's funny because a lot of these things I hear secondhand for this event because I was so busy running from one side of the Parliament House to the other, making sure that the next event in the day was going correctly or was prepared for. Um, but I had a lot of people that that really enjoyed uh, enjoyed Kiana, um, and it was fantastic that she was able to to do that for us. Uh, but she got she. She got um, she got inducted into the newbie queens oh. of bear bust because the one thing that pool game hosts don't realize is when you help out or when you fill in on a regular weekend, it's what it is. It's fine. It's good. It's fun. You get people. You get you know play games. You have a good time. When bear bust weekend rolls around. The bears take care of their queens hmm. with lots and lots of liquor. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Addison, <laughs> last year, was the fill-in host on Saturday. It was Addison and, and I believe, Chantel Roche. And, um, and, and she got to experience it firsthand with a, you know, passing out later on that afternoon <laughs> and Kiana and not making it in, back in drag passing out or, uh, we're I, not sure. I don't think so. I think she got out of drag and then went home and then oh, okay. passed out. Um, <laughs> yeah. In her car, in her driveway. Yeah. Just saying. Oh. Yeah. And this year, Kiana had the pleasure of meeting all the bears at bear bus 
And by the time I went over at the end of it, roughly about 4.15, maybe 4.30-ish, she was gone. Oh, boy. She was gone. <laughs> and so the normal queen, you know, Gidget Galore, who another geeky geeky friend of ours, local queen, who, again, we need to get on. She uh she's the normal to go to and she does a great job because you know I don't know any of our listeners or if you guys have ever been to a pool party hosted by a drag queen they're wearing pool friendly drag they get in the pool for the most part oh, that's, it's that's good it's pool friendly attire I don't think drag <laughs> makeup is ever really pool friendly I thought Chantel was telling me that she had some kind of makeup that held up better than others better yeah <laughs> I mean if, you're not swimming underwater for an hour with it on. But yeah, Gidget and Gidget did host on Sunday. Gidget did Sunday's pool party, and as is custom for most of her her pool games, but especially for the Sunday Bear Bust, um, after the final games and everything are done, um, the big floppy hat gets thrown off. The wig sometimes gets thrown off, and then she does a giant cannonball into the pool. Nice. <laughs> oh well, that, that's perfect. And yes. then she comes up looking like a raccoon, and it's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Total tanuki. <laughs> she puts a lot of she puts a lot of the uh, the finisher spray on to try to at least give it a shield, so that way she gets quick underwater and back up, and it's not too bad. And she's usually pretty good about that. And she also nice. what hosted some of the other things throughout the weekend as well. Yes, Gidget was with us on Thursday night for uh, we call them Bear Olympics, but we've kind of gone a little bit away from that because. The bears haven't had enough to drink yet in the weekend <laughs> to play silly games. So they don't want to move around very much. So it's a lot of uh, stand and pose, stand and pose, <laughs> and growl. It's a lot of uh, like the first person to show me a picture of a dick piercing gets a prize type of thing. So it's a lot of let's make so a is deal. It like uh, what was that game uh, where if you have uh, paper clips in your purse? Yeah, let, at the end of let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Yes, yes. It's a, it's You're a, making deals. Yes, exactly. And what's also awkward is you could say, well, what's behind hotel room door number 25? Or, <laughs> or you get what's in this box. the curtains and seeing what's behind the curtains. You could turn that whole thing into a fun little game. but um, That would definitely be a zonk right there. <laughs> um, so there was like, that's the thing about this event that is not always common but is nice to see when you have a bear event that has drag as a key part of a lot of the different things and i think everyone you know had a great experience with that the queens that you know you bring out for this are always a lot of fun chantelle's done in the past did did bear rats i do it once Mm. no okay uh oh well anyway there have been other queens that we know who've come out and done stuff but i mean they all have a great time but varla getting back to her she oh my god so she was hilarious during the show the show was great. It was a sci-fi, science sort of thing. Uh, very funny show overall. If you have a chance to go see her big black hole, you definitely need to. It's really fun. And, and oh, I meant to come back to this. Jason, your your friend wrote some of it, right? Yeah, our, our really good friend Jacques Lamar is uh, her co-writer for all of her shows. So they've been co-writing now for, oh, it's been at least... I think 10 years on a lot of like a lot of the videos he co-wrote, like what they were going to do if they change any of the words to the songs, or if he write, they write a song. Um, but whenever she does a show, he co-writes most of them, um, with her. And it's, he's hilarious. She's hilarious. So when they get together, it's like, 
It's magic. Well, and they have a uh, it's a it's a cabaret show, so they have a piano player who's also a key part of it. I can't think of his name. Gerard. Gerard. He was great too. I mean, yeah. great musician. You know, fit effortlessly with Varla's uh, timing. I mean, I'm sure they rehearse and all that, but you know, can can roll with it as within a drag show. You sometimes have to do and improvise. Um, but Varla came back and hosted Mr. Bearbust. It was uh, Mr. Bearbust is always a fun event because it's kind of a bear pageant. I mean, it is a bear pageant, but with some interesting questions and activities to demonstrate your Mr. Bearbustness. Um, Maybe best kept. Well, we, we finally, <laughs> we, we finally, I think got to a point where it's the best combination of like how to do this event and to make it entertaining, uh, because, and we'll give, I'll, I'll give a quick rundown. So we have our contestants come up and the hosts, whoever it is this year happened to be Varla, um, talks to them for a minute, uh, get some info about them and they have the card with their information on it. Um, and then they get some music and get to strip down a bit and shake what they got. And then the second thing that they do in the first round is um, they get to demonstrate their favorite sexual position on one of our guest judges. (laughs) Yes. I I like how you put that. They get to demonstrate their favorite sexual position on one of the guest judges uh, not just with them, but most of the time on them. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, the guest judges, of course, were, uh, you know, three of the guys from Where the Bears Are. Uh, was it Rick Kopp, Joe Deedle, and uh, Ben Zook? Yep. Um, and uh, that was actually, that was fantastic getting to meet them because uh, they're hilarious. And, you know, I, I love Where the Bears Are. I've been watching it since the first season. Um, and they just wrapped up their fourth season, I believe. Yeah, yeah it came out. Um, the The last two episodes came out right after Bear Bust. Yep. So it was, a, it was just perfect timing uh, for them to be there. And uh, they did get to be the judges. Um, the, although I don't <laughs> – honestly, when it comes to judging uh, Bear Bust contest, it's it's really – or uh, Mr. Bear Bust, it, it really came down to, I think, the uh, popularity – uh, you know, to the audience, um, you know, they followed the, uh, they followed the claps. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, between them and Varla Jean, Varla Jean, of course, getting to provide the vehicle for the contestants to pick their favorite judge to, uh, either grind on or be ground by. <laughs> or was, sniff was their behind as one of their contestants, I think, did. <laughs> Oh, is that the one with the pup mask? Yes. Ugh. I don't yes. know if you could have done anything Ugh. other than just sniff his butt. Gross. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, unfortunately, good, good but, uh, no, it was it was, uh, it was a fantastic group of uh, of contestants that, that got up there. I'm sure, you know, some of them had a lot of liquid courage, but uh, a lot of the guys, guys that did it obviously, you know, enjoyed themselves or some, some conjoling or or yes. Oh, uh, I was going to say <laughs> some of them we had to drag up there. Not that there weren't people who wanted to compete, but we knew we wanted a couple more. And the one that I dragged up there was a friend of ours, and he won. You know, yeah, and so. we we were put we were behind you and pushing him good it, every little bit helped and i think he's overall very glad that he won uh but uh in his different things that he does in life he was a little bit concerned about facebook photo tags and i showed him the magic of approving all tags and he was like oh my god thank you 
Um, and, and some pictures that are now up on Facebook on the Bear Bust, uh, is it up on Bear Bust? The Bear Bust Facebook page, yes. There is like 600 photos that were taken by uh, stocky photos all weekend, and there's more coming. Um, but like, you know, it, you obviously like see those pictures, and you want to tag everybody, and you start tagging this, tagging them. But, you know, some people are like, um, you know, don't tag me, <laughs> which is fine. Totally cool. Um, yeah. But no, and so the Bear Bus, Mr. Bear Bus was great. That's like the the high point, I think, on Saturday night, the apex, the climax of the whole event. But throughout the weekend and then leading up through the Sunday evening thing, there were musical concerts as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, we got to experience some amazing musicians, not all what you would necessarily consider bear musicians, but all gay, singer-songwriter uh, some definitely in the community, some very friendly and, and thrilled to be a part of the community. Uh, um, I think besides, I don't know if Eric fits. Uh, Eric's the only one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah, I'm like the rest of them are no, all. No, no. And even <laughs> Keith, because Keith at first, when I saw his Facebook pictures, uh, Keith London, I was like, uh, and then, then I, I saw him around the event. I was like, who the hell is this little 18 year old chaser running around? And then, and I'm like, he looks familiar. And then, of course, he performed on Sunday, and I was like, oh, and then I saw him hanging out with people. I'm like, okay, I get it. But uh, Friday, we had uh, Matt Alber. I said his name right. Yeah. Alber. K-L-B-E-R. I always want to put a T on there. It's <laughs> no T. It's not Fat Albert. It's Matt Alber. No T, no Albert. No T, no Albert. Just imagine that you're in France. Albert. <laughs> so I had heard him... Way back, at probably around the same time I heard Eric Hyman, or a little bit later, and we'll talk about Eric in a second. But he blew me away. His voice is amazing. Uh, I was very excited to hear him because I'd never gotten to meet him and, and hear him perform. And I, he performed by himself with tracks, which, as someone who has done that before, it is fucking scary. And at least you have tracks that sort of, you know, I mean, you should know, but like when it's no band, there's no flexibility. You're locked into that thing. If you get off, you're you're off and you're done. <laughs> so, I mean, but he, he did a great job. I mean, he came out and in guitar too, right? He played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His first couple of tracks, he did guitar and, uh, and track. Right. And, and that worked out well too. And so he did a great mix of sort of a slow soulful. And then he did, um, some more dance and upbeat stuff. So it was a really nice range of music to cover. And again, if you haven't checked him out, uh, I know his info's up on our Facebook on, on the bear bus Facebook, but I mean, look him up. I mean, you're, any, anyone who has an ear who likes just good singing, you're going to love him. Uh, and then Matt Zarley was Saturday. Yep. yep. He performed right after, uh, right after the Mr. Bear bus contest. And, uh, I mean, he just, his performance is so energetic. I mean, he really gets up there and he pushes out. He's got such a great, um, you know, great force to his voice that it was just, it was, really fun and uh, energizing to to listen to him um and uh you could tell that some of the uh, some of the guys there i had actually never heard him play before um but i was really impressed with his uh you know with his range his emotional range um and uh he also did perform a couple covers one of which happened to be a um oh gosh what's her name uh quebecois songstress Oh, Thanks Celine Dion. There. Oh, Celine Dion. Celine yeah. Dion. Yeah, one happened to be a Celine cover, and it was probably the only Celine song that I've ever really enjoyed listening. Oh wow, to. which one did he do? I don't remember. That's the way uh, it is. Oh, okay. Right, which, which that's one? the way it is. Yeah. 
And that's so, the it was, way it, it was, uh, is. <laughs> so she, his, so he didn't have to say "lerv" in the song, or, or Lurvy, did he? Yeah. Lurvy, yeah, no. Um, did he beat his yeah, chest and thank uh, job, you know the anybody? Uh, uh, even being as late as it was, you know, obviously people were still, you know, we're we're still going because um, Saturday night, obviously, it was packed. I mean, not just for uh, the dance clubs, for the DJs that were out um, in the uh, in the courtyard. Uh, I believe it was uh, was DJ Glowbear out there and uh, another gentleman. Sea Rail. Uh, yeah, awesome Neon Neon was Saturday's poolside DJ, and then yeah. uh, Sea Rail was our nighttime DJ on Saturday night. That's that's it, and it it uh, you know you, everybody was pretty pumped out there. So uh, for a Saturday, uh, just the amount of people was uh, was pretty shocking. So uh, it was definitely uh, I think every every inch of that Parliament House was filled. Yeah, and what's neat about that event is it's not taking place in the normal like front of the house, the the disco, the theater. A lot of it is taking place in the courtyard, which is basically this giant, well, fairly large converted parking lot uh, of this travel motel. And then in the back is the back bar, the Bear Den. And so Bear Bust and other events they do that are in the courtyard take that over, if you will, and uh, just, you know, people fill it up. Uh, but then they go to all the bars. I mean, I know talking to a couple of the bartenders, they did really great numbers and they, they had a great time. That's the other thing is sometimes the event may be very successful. The bartenders are like, yeah, they're just, you know, people are assholes or they're not drinking as much as you want. <laughs> but this, I mean, it was crazy. Um, and so Sunday we had a, a, a sort of a barbecue, a farewell barbecue in the end of the evening uh, after, you know, a full day of pool games and a cigar social that was sunday or something no that was saturday. was saturday okay um but so so we had a lovely like little catered barbecue out by the lake which for years and years and years i have to tell you going to parliament house you did not go to the lake well you went to the <laughs> lake if you wanted to get drugs or get like sex of some kind i don't know that place a the it's like so it's like a lake it's you know freshwater lake but there's like a beach and the beach, you would just like never take your shoes off because God only knows what you're going to step on. Um, they used to not do a good job of keeping up the landscape. And so it was pretty like just overgrown, nasty Florida, you know, lake. And usually you're there at night, so it's like dark. So you can't see anything either, and it's whatever. <laughs> but what they have started doing since gay marriage is now legal everywhere, they have started having weddings out there. And they oh. have. And you guys, I don't know if you got to see the the back at all. Did I take you guys back there at all to see the lake? Yeah, that's a that's a very back now. Well, it was it was dark, I think, when we were there anyway. But it, it's beautiful now. They've done an amazing job. There's a gazebo. They have this uh you know giant like grass area that they can set up chairs and tables, and it's just they've really made it a space that you could have a wedding at. And it would be pretty nice. Uh, and so Sunday it was really nice. It was windy. But like the clouds were like you know moving, so it was not like bright and like hot, but it was just you know like partially cloudy and just it was nice, it was very nice. And so the barbecue was like you know for about what two hours or so. Yeah, the entire barbecue time was about four hours. Okay. Um, we served food for about two, and that was catered by Anthony Gray, who is. Um, actually on staff at Parliament House. He's one of, uh, so we did an in-house barbecue this year, um, which he did a fantastic job, and I made sure to tell him, because we had a lot of people that came up and um, 
had seconds and thirds because we oh, had plenty yeah. of food. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at a beer event, people had seconds and thirds. I know, right? Well, it's better. <laughs> it's better than one of the one of the last BOCF bear bus I can remember. They did a going away thing, and they had like fifty chicken wings and three pizzas, and Oof. it went through in like ten minutes. And everybody's like, um. Where's the food? Well, it's like at the end of Bear Happy Hour in DC. Not the end of Bear Happy Hour. When you're in Bear Happy Hour in DC and they have the free pizza, and it goes in about five minutes. But they <laughs> they get a lot of pizza. It's just that bear, bears like pizza and food. So yeah, no. It, especially when it's free. Especially when it's free. <laughs> and there were free drinks if you had Run Pass. That was the one thing. It really, I think this is cool because going to some other bear events, you kind of wonder, well, what is your Run Pass? What does your dog tag get you? And at some events, it's like, oh, you get a T-shirt and you get a discount if you show it to somebody in somewhere. It's like, okay, that's it's not worth eighty bucks. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it may go to a good cause, great, but like, you don't see the value. This this event, and I think uh, uh, TBRU is like this a little bit. Um, I'm sure, other bear events as well. I have not been to all bear events. I'm sure over the course of my life, I probably will get closer to completing that uh, punch card. Is there a punch card? No. no, that punch card would be way too big. And the bear circuit. Yeah. That would be a nice deal. So, but with the, the run pass this year, you didn't have to buy it. You really didn't. You could do, you could do all the bear events except that barbecue part, pretty much just paying to get into either parliament for the front of the house stuff, or just wander back to the bear den, which is 99% of the year free. And the courtyard was wide open. But with this, you got free drinks. And so they opened up the free drink bar, and uh, the bartender out there was pouring some mighty strong punch uh, <laughs> vodka and mixers, you know. Uh, so that was that was really good, and it was uh, it was a nice uh, thank you to people who had paid for the the bear the run pass. Um, well, one of the good things about that we changed this year, and we'll continue on um, definitely into next year, is that if you reserve a room at the Parliament House you automatically get two run passes with your room. So if you come down and it's, you know, uh, like if Steve and Jason, if you guys came down and wanted to stay at the Parliament House for Bear Bust, you pay your room rate and you both get run passes. You don't have to worry about purchasing a separate, you know, having a separate purchase to take advantage of that. Which is a great deal because, what, the run passes were over 100? What were they? Uh, if you bought them on site, it was the most, and that was 99. Okay. Uh, yeah. But we were doing incremental. We had like 65, 75, and 85, depending on when you bought it. Um, and then, yeah, if you bought the cheapest way to get the run passes was to stay there. Yeah, because the room prices aren't crazy. I mean, for what they are, it's a little more expensive and they vary throughout the year. But, you know, in Orlando, hotels are not necessarily cheap either. Um, but no, so the barbecue was great for run pass holders. And then they had the evening concerts outdoors which that was the only part that was a little perilous because we were back by the lake and it was really windy um but um, it's only perilous when shit starts flying out of the trees and knocking and on you and hitting you in the head but there's nothing major <laughs> no it was, it was it little twigs little twigs <laughs> is that a florida thing um i think it's an everywhere thing <laughs> if your tree has nuts and you have wind <laughs> things are gonna fly actually yeah we currently are having a major um acorn rainstorm in our yard so yeah it happens it happens well and, and well, you, with the pit helmet yeah and you know but I, I would imagine that you know being 
uh, a bear, you know, being a bear run that nuts are going to be flying at the performer's sword. Do you know what somebody... So, friend of a friend of the show... Especially the handsome crop of, you know, amazing performers. I like that you worked uh, in... I like that you worked in crop. That was well played. Um, Bob... Bob Joy, and if you've been a listener of Comic Bears, you know Bob. In fact, if you went to the bear event last year up in near Comic-Con at Rock Bar, you you got to meet Bob. Uh, He's crazy. I did not know this, but evidently this this is a thing. Men, and I assume mostly men, though you don't, I guess, technically have to be to do this, they're posting pictures of beautiful vistas, lovely landscape shots, with their testicle, with with testicles, up at the top of the f- picture. <laughs> there, excuse me, if you're going to talk about it, you need to use the proper name. I don't know what the name is. It's nutscaping. Nutscape, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And it's <laughs> it's, it's nutscaping.com, I believe is the. It's either nutscapes.com. I think it's nutscapes. Um, nutscapes.com, and then it, the term is nutscaping. So basically, what you do is you find yourself in a lovely location, you drop your pants, and you hold the that's you, an awkward camera angle. No, you bend over. Oh, it's okay. And you take the picture through your legs. Make gotcha. sure not to get your penis in it because penis tough. is not allowed. But you get... That would be uncouth. Exactly. Really. That It's just uh, uncivilized. It's not up to code. You get the you get the very bottom of your scrotum. It's like a little cloud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just at the top of the, the lovely landscape. Someone needs a to do that. Cloud. Someone needs to do that at Parliament House and, and post it up on the on the site. Well, it, you should just make a postcard. You know, wish you were here. There you go for Bear Bust. I <laughs> think that would be a great advertisement next year. And if you catch if you catch the lake in the back at sunset, it's a gorgeous. It is. It's a gorgeous scene back there, with it, the trees and the picture to put your balls on. It, <laughs> it wouldn't be the craziest thing that's happened back there by that lake. Let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, while we were sitting there, so I was standing there with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who came, uh, well, we had Donna and... Uh, Donna Chernobyl and Laura and Testins were my two biggest helpers over the weekend. They did an amazing job, and they were there every day, all day, coordinating with their other sisters, but just running a lot of the volunteer stuff, so they were really doing a great job. We were all hanging out. And we look in this giant lake. I forgot what the lake. It's not. It's not what the lake. Rock right. Lake. Rock Lake. There is somebody on a boat, on a like a paddle boat, <laughs> like a small little you know paddle. Uh, like a two-person paddle two, boat. Two-person pontoon paddle thing. And we're like, oh, people are out on the lake. That's nice. You don't see that very often on this lake. No, wait. They're coming close. They're getting. They're coming here. They're they're on their way to the Parliament House via paddle boat. And we had heard about this. A friend of ours. Uh, Greg, Greg, Greg Taylor, no Greg Taylor, Greg, yeah, Greg, Greg Taylor. Taylor, doesn't sound right. He was always talking about his friends, and I, you had talked about seeing it too before, but I had never been there for it, and so of course this, this, these, 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 I assume they're gay men coming over to the Parliament House, get it right off on their from their boat onto the beach, and go up to the bar and have a drink. I'm like, this is crazy. You know how many <laughs> gay bars in the world do you have like a a boat, uh, you know, drive up boat service, not really service, but you know what I mean. Um, well, I'm sure I'm sure you could get boat service if you came at the right time. That's a different type <laughs> of thing. Um, but no, so so it was a lovely afternoon, lots of lots of nice fun. And then so Keith London uh, from American Idol season thirteen, lucky, first openly gay American Idol contestant. Which you would think, wait, really? By then, 
But I think what it was is like when he got on the show, like that was first thing. It was just a well, none yeah. of the other contestants while they were right actively competing on the show were out. Yeah, regardless of how flaming they were, Adam Lambert. Yeah. Uh, well, and what's his name? Adore. <laughs> uh, Danny Noriega. Yeah, before. Oh. Um, and uh, Clay Aiken. No. Oh. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but he was. And then Adore. What's well, that? Yeah, Danny. Danny Noriega. Danny, Danny Noriega. Yeah. Uh, but they were, yeah, they may have been absolutely flaming and you were like, okay, yes, we know you're homosexual. Um, but they never competed as out gay men on the show. Um, so it was, Keith was the first one. And then I believe there was a second one, um, on that same season, but he, he holds the, the claim to fame as being the first openly gay contestant and was unceremoniously, uh, eliminated during Hollywood week. Um, and it actually caused enough of a stir that um, I think like HuffPo and uh, BuzzFeed, maybe a couple of the different um, like online news outlets actually covered his um, his elimination and kind of the way the whole thing went down with uh, Harry Connick Jr. and Jennifer Lopez and that other guy, Keith Urban. No. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I was like that other guy. I thought that was the, the other Australian. Show. You know. That but, guy. But he was great, and I mean, yeah, hearing him sing and play guitar, like you're like, he should have gone a lot further in that show. Um, and yeah, I think he did mostly covers, right? Was, yeah, he did all covers. He has a he has an album out, but I think in this kind of situation, it's um, uh, you know, when you don't really have that that I don't even want to say mainstream when you don't have that kind of exposure yet. Right. People don't know your songs. Yeah. Much, it's yeah. tougher. And especially in that kind of intimate setting, it's a little bit tougher to, to be like, here's one of my originals. It, well, the energy always kind of goes, if, if you don't have that, like, the, Oh, what is that? They don't, people can't sing along. It's, yeah, no, he, he chose the right thing. And he sounded great. Uh, plus he put his own spin on them. Like, you know, yeah. playing it on just, just guitar. You really have to craft everything. So he, he did a great job. And then, uh, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Eric Hyman, uh, who I had met, you know, a long time ago as well, like he came up and he he performed and same kind of deal, uh, acoustic guitar singer songwriter. But Eric's got, God, what do you say, fourteen years doing this? Yeah, uh, something along that. He's got a lot of songs that have gotten around, and if you've not heard of him, you probably have. You just didn't realize it. He kind of looks like, and he hates this, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. He looks like, uh, what's the Maroon Five guy's name? 
Adam Levine. Adam Levine, slightly. I mean, mm. eh, I, yeah. He sounds more like him, which is the story that he he yeah. told during the <laughs> during the show. But he all yeah, he sounds like him, and he he um like a cross between him and uh, Tracy Chapman, who we mentioned earlier. Yes. Um, oh. but great great writer, great writer, great performer. Uh, and I uh I had previously uh done some arranging for him uh i forgot how many years ago maybe like two years ago uh i wrote some charts for him to perform with his band and do like amy winehouse stuff for whatever reason and when he when when pat said he was he was being booked i was like oh my gosh i could we could put a horn section together for him i think that'd be really cool you know and at the time i'm thinking oh be up, up on the big stage and it'll be this big thing you know it was it was it was not as big because we we're back in the back in the on the smaller uh, outdoor stage behind by the lake. But I also didn't get a full horn section. I only got myself and another sax player, uh, Jacob, our longtime listeners who will know as the straight boy, one of the straight boys on the floor. Uh, and he uh, he also plays sax. And so we got to play rehab with him. Um, oh, that's awesome. It I, I have not heard the I have not heard it yet. I, I think there's a video somewhere maybe. I got a short video clip about a minute and a half video or about a minute and a half or so from uh our friends at Stocky Photos. So I, I'm kind of nervous because I I actually had parts to it or a part to it and I had to write them all out again because I couldn't find them and I needed a second part. So that day I'm like furiously writing out the song and 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 it actually came out well. I mean. Part of that's due to the fact that Eric's got a great voice and sings it really well, plays the guitar, you know, version of it really well. So we were just, you know, the little horn section that went along. But I think people enjoyed it. And you guys also did Sade, right? Uh, yeah. So originally we were gonna do another Amy Winehouse song that I had written out, and then he's like, "Well, we should just do something. You should just play. You should just play some well, stuff." He wanted you to do the weekend which i had never or i had heard the song, that, i forget what song it's whatever popular song by the weekend i didn't really know it and i was like uh-huh. and then he's like well this is basically just like sade's um what was the name of the song i don't remember it's one of the ones oh no ordinary love yeah because oh, yeah, you started playing and he's like that sounds like sade let's just do sade instead yeah. so we did that together <laughs> It was a little duet-ish type thing where I was just playing stuff around what he was doing. And, you know, it, I don't normally do that kind of thing. I was a little nervous, even though I had been drinking. I didn't hadn't drink enough. I didn't have enough liquid courage in me. But, uh, I mean, again, people seem to enjoy it. And honestly, you know, for those kind of things, ah, it, they're, it's, it's all about Eric. And Eric was great. Like, he's so nice. I was really glad he came. He really enjoyed the experience of being there and having a great performance, you know. So that was that was a super cool thing for him to have and for us to enjoy. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a great. Again, a lot of bear events don't have music like this. So, yeah, most most don't, and I, it, it's been it's been so much fun that like most of this recording has not been me talking about the event, What's <laughs> which, is, which is nice because I spent so much time having to try to tell people about the event leading up to it that it's nice to kind of hear about it. Because again, I didn't get to really experience a lot of it. Um, but bear events, bear events that are successful and that are long running tend to have a lot of um, like social interaction type of pieces to them, um, from the pool parties to because um, even in like March when you have TBRU, they have their hotel has an indoor, I believe, heated pool. 
We didn't get in it last year. Yeah, I can't remember if it's heated or not. It's a little crowded. Or like, you know, when the 65 Bears are in it, then, you know, it's warm no matter what. Um, <laughs> Ew. Bear soup. Bear soup. It's yeah. just a tough wave. It's not gross. I didn't say they all peed in the pool. Still. Lord, it's bear soup. You I enjoy didn't say it. it either. You all, uh, it, which is always fun because all the bears are in the shallow end. You can always tell where the where the drop off is to the deep water because that's where the bears stop. And then <laughs> and then you have the ring around the pool of bears leaning like holding on to the um, the outer rim of the pool. Um, but you have so you have like you have those you'll have. Um, Either Bingo or Family Feud, I think TBRU started doing. Um, you'll get a lot of those things. They had a game room, like a video game board oh, game room. So awesome. Uh, so you'll have stuff like that where it's a lot about, it's, it's very much about the social interaction. And then you'll have your contests and, and all that stuff. Um, and maybe you'll have musical performances like Big Dipper performed at Beach Bear in Fort Lauderdale this past year. Um, and, and we've kind of kept to, or at least since I've come on board and started planning, I've tried to at least keep the music alive um, as part of that. And we started doing the barbecue. Tom Goss was our guest last year, and he performed at our farewell barbecue. And, you know, we, we did a comedy show with Peter Basuito, uh last year. So, I, you know, we did it with Varla this year. So there are a couple of things that I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that we kind of keep keep alive and the music was definitely the one thing. So I had reached out to Matt Albert way early on and we had a couple of emails back and forth, just kind of, you know, feeling each other out. And then I talked to Eric because I knew that Brian was friends with him. And, um, I was kind of like, okay, well maybe we can get you down here for something. And it turned into, I kind of had this idea that I was like, well, let's make this kind of like a mini music festival. It's the 25th anniversary. You got to do something big. And, why not make it kind of the star-studded lineup? And I think overall, I think I picked extremely talented, extremely attractive, uh, bear-friendly um, entertainers this year. So, I, and, and that's including Varla, because it, I don't know if you guys saw this, but not even a week after Bear Bust, all of a sudden, Queerty is start, starts running this... Uh, Varla Jean Merman's hiding a, a sexy secret, oh, you know. And I'm like, bitch, I knew about this. <laughs> and I'm like, was somebody from Queerty, was a, was a freelance writer from Queerty at Bear Bust? Did they talk to Jeff <laughs> while he was there? So I, I, I think overall it was, a, I think overall you, uh, you couldn't have asked for a better lineup on one bill than what we put together for, for Bear Bust 25. Yeah, I mean the you know like you said the music was really uh you know a big part of what made the event um not just successful but also really welcoming to you know people who may not have made the trip down to see Bear Bus but uh you know there's there's just a uh, you know a great just a great lineup of people lots of great events um you know and also I think uh uh, you haven't mentioned yet the um, you know gay men's chorus had also done a cabaret. That's right. On Friday night. Yes, the Orlando um, Gay Chorus, as yeah. d- as directed by our new Mister Bearbust, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is going to be fantastic for when he uh, when he has to do events with them. Um, but James so is a. Have to wear his sash. I, he, that sash he was so excited about that sash. Oh my gosh. Uh, he's a big old leather boy. So to get a leather sash, to win a to win a contest and get a leather sash out of the deal was uh, 
was very nice. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Orlando Gay Chorus had their uncut cabaret on yeah. Friday night, which is not normally. This was the first year that it that we kind of bundled it in with Bear Bust Weekend. Normally, it's at a different time of the year. I want to say it's I want to say it's in November normally because uh, it's I, I feel like it's a little closer to Christmas. I could be completely wrong. It could be October every year, and I'm just completely making this shit up right now. Uh, but James had, <laughs> James had come to me and said, I want to do something and make it a part of Bear Bust because a lot of the guys that are in the chorus that are going to be part of the show and some of our guests from like Tampa and Fort Lauderdale are bears. So I think this would be really great. And, um, they had a, I, I don't want to say sold out, but they had a, a very well attended and I think probably their best ever attended uncut cabaret. And, uh, Brian, I saw, I stick around for about the first half of the show. Cause you know, I, I can't sit still during bear bust. Cause you know, something is always going on that I got to be around. Uh, but Brian got to see the show. So what was your takeaway from uh, uncut cabaret? I mean, it's, it's in that tradition of the body, you know, songs and, you know, rewritten songs with naughty lyrics and all that stuff. And, you know, uh, it was it was what you'd expect. Like it was those kind of uh, adaptations, or in one case, a song that Danny uh, is it Danny? No, Dan. Dan. Yeah, Dan is the president there. Um, I had to go up and ask him about it because it was very, um, very on the nose. Uh, basically, a song about oral sex, and uh, like not implied at all. Really, pretty much. And I, I don't remember the name of it, but it's something like "Let me, let me." let me put you in my mouth or something. No, actually I think it's let me come in your mouth. I, I literally think it's something that like on the nose and it was from a musical that he had heard, you know, years ago. And he actually went out and found the guy who wrote it, contacted him and asked if he could do it. And they said, yes, absolutely. We just want a video of you doing it. And it was, it was really good performance. Um, wait, did they mean a video of him singing or a video of him? Well, <laughs> I can only attest to the first video. I, there may be a second video. I don't know. <laughs> Um, that was, that's their deal. Um, but the, uh, other thing that was really a treat is one of the professors, uh, adjunct professors from UCF who I, I never studied with cause I never studied voice when I was a music major, but I, I absolutely knew. And a lot of my friends were her students, uh, Priscilla Bagley, uh, who is quite a talent. Uh, she did, um, oh God, what's the song? It's Cole Porter. Oh, you'd be surprised. Um, and she actually added another, um, in, in that sort of tradition, she added another verse to it for the event that was even bawdier. So, I mean, like ensemble numbers, oh, there was an original song one of the guys in the chorus sang and it was like beautiful. Like I had no idea that, you know, that they had written stuff like that, but it was really great. Some poignant moments. Um, yeah, no, it was fantastic. Like they had a so the whole event is a charity a fundraiser. It's not really, it's not charity. They're raising money to go to this thing called, oh gosh, I want to say nationals, it's not nationals. I watch too much Glee. Oh, oh, it's it's <laughs> a, all you gay chorus people out there are probably screaming it right now, and I think there's at least one or two that, that I know listen. Um, but it's a big event, a big festival, gala, gala weekend. That's what it's called. And since the OGC, Atlanta Gay Chorus, is a nonprofit group, they do these fundraiser performances. They had, you know, raffles. They gave away donated prizes, all this stuff, so that they can afford the very expensive entry fee to go out there and not just attend this convention, but sing and perform in at at this event. So it was great. 
very successful for them. I'm sure there's more fundraising they've got to do, but uh, any gay chorus concert you you can go to, you're never going to leave there bored. You may have some okay and some some not so okay songs occasionally, just depending on the chorus and depending on the. But like since James has come on OGC, that sounded wrong. Since James has took the lead, has 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 brought his talents to OGC. Uh, I've seen a huge transformation in their in their musicianship. And the kind of things they're doing is just, it's fantastic. So it was great. I'm really glad that that was a successful, I mean, the, the, the concert, the, the theater was pretty full. Yeah. This um, is, it, it, like I said, it definitely wasn't sold out, but it was, um, it was very well attended. Um, and especially in comparison to previous years where they would have about half a theater full. This was probably about like 80 85 percent full so they they did a great job getting the word out there and uh getting people into the seats so i think a seven o'clock on friday time slot for them as opposed to a thursday night which it used to be um was definitely a, a great thing for them and it worked out well so that way they could raise some more money and and it's obviously a lot more fun when you're playing to a a fuller house versus oh yeah half a house yeah. <laughs> you know Especially this kind of humorous music where you need an audience reaction. They also had um, – I forgot the caterers, but they made sort of adult cookies, pastries, what have you, uh, that they were giving. I mean it was just free if you you know were, you were paid for the concert, and uh, that was really cool too. You know, they had some – of all the things that I would eat, you know, because I didn't – you know, I ate breasts. Like they had these little sugar cookies with nipples. They're like, you know, a, a – a, flattened breast and those were amazing and no one was, gay gay men weren't eating them i was like come on guys you can't know, be I, that scared of titties you know you like them let's go come on but they were delicious and, uh, <laughs> the gay men were just walking by motorboating the sugar cookies and walking away yeah right <laughs> um but no i mean <laughs> the whole event it, you know and you know I, what oh i did want to ask you pat um because I, I feel like this episode we call it inside bear bus <laughs> um, inside the bear bus studio what what would surprise the listener of this after hearing about this amazing successful event if you're hearing about all this stuff like what what would you what do you think what kind of things about the event would surprise someone like the, they just would never understand or have any idea about you know the event how much planning goes into it absolutely the amount of work and effort that goes into um, every part of it, because it's not just okay. Let's uh, let's contact these people and all right, cool. You're coming down. Great, that's it. And Sounds so simple. And then you get to the event and you're like, hey, cool. People are here. Awesome. Um, I spent the better part of um, this year, <laughs> and when I say this year, I mean from January <laughs> until October working on organizing the event and um reaching out to different artists and trying to get their you know their information what they what they're looking for and and all that and then having to go uh to parliament house because you know i i i've kind of become the face of the event for lack of a better term um because i am so involved in actually planning and organizing and running the event um but you know, I've got to go to Parliament House and be like, hey, this is who I think we should have this year. Or this is what I think we should do. And, you know, come to them with all the numbers and really kind of, you know, be ready. And not always, but be ready to have a rationale as to why I think this would work and be a good thing for the event. For doing this for the last three-ish years. No, well, yeah, about three years doing events there. 
they've come to kind of trust my judgment for the bear stuff, which has been really cool. So, um, you know, when you get down there on the Thursday or the Wednesday or whenever you get down there for the event and you kind of see everything put together and you go and get registered and you get your T-shirt and you get, you know, your drink bracelet and all that stuff. That's um, that's a, a shit ton of hours of my life and my headaches and frustration into uh, into making that happen, which I, I, I don't say that to be like you know, I'm a martyr and I, I do all of this to, you know, like, Oh my God, look at all the work I do. Um, but contrast with most bear events that are run by committees of these bears. Yeah. Groups, you normally have, have a 10 person committee running an or uh, running an event that, that spans a four or five or, you know, well, bear week, I think is the only one that's more than that. But, you know, normally it's four or five days and you have at least 10 people on the committee that all have assigned jobs of, you know, okay, you're in charge of, social media you're in charge of entertainment you're in charge of this um you know but the fact that you know first off that i didn't go crazy that was good you know that was that was a plus that, um, that is a plus. yeah just a, a small one uh but the fact that it was so well received you know that was really my validation to say that okay this was this was worth it but yeah i don't think people i i, I think it was talked about a little more this year than ever before because I had a lot of even our our entertainers um, who thanked me throughout the course of the event, and I loved Varla's. Varla's was actually the the funniest out of all of them because at the end of Big Black Hole, she comes out on stage and she had some fun with Don and Marla, who are the the owner and the general manager of Parliament House, and um, she came out and she was talking to everybody and and was thanking people and thanked me. That was nice. For getting her down there, which was awesome. Um, and she, how did she phrase it? It was something along the lines of, um, you know, thanking me for, for organizing this event. And then in my spare time, organizing the show for her. And I'm like, that's about right. Yep, spare time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh... Well, don't, and don't forget as well, um, when Varla came out uh, right after Mr. Bearbust and made sure that everyone knew that it was also your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. That was really nice. And led a rousing uh, round of happy birthday with a packed pool stage area singing happy birthday to me on stage of the Parliament House. That was that was one of those moments that you you don't easily forget. <laughs> uh, you know, a couple hundred bears all singing happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a memory. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> one last thing, because we didn't really talk about them all that much, but they were uh, probably one of the biggest. Parts. I mean, well, um, Steve, you you mentioned them earlier when we were talking about Mr. Bearbust. Um, but the guys from Where the Bears Are, the yeah. the members and uh, the founders, creators, writers um, of of Where the Bears Are, Three Bears Entertainment, Rick, Joe, and Ben came down for the event and were there the whole time. They came down on Thursday, got there Thursday afternoon ish, early evening, and uh, and left Monday morning. And if I told you that they had a great time, I think that would be an understatement. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anytime you saw them, they were either completely obliterated drunk or manhandling other bears or being manhandled. like Or both at the same or time. Or both at the same time. They – they in one hand and – and, yeah. and I something else. <laughs> I got to talk to Rick a little bit because I didn't realize this. Rick Rick wrote a graphic novel. Yeah. 
He and his sister are a, a writing team. And, and his ha- sister lives here in Florida. Oh, that's right. And I, so does his mom. They all. He also wrote one of Bill's favorite movies, and I can't think of the name of it. He's going to kill me. But um, And uh, used to write for Teen Titans Go, the good one, the good cartoon, not the not the whatever one now they have. Um, so like he's like a pretty well known. Uh, he wrote for the Golden Girls. I, I don't. I don't know if he. Well, he I didn't really? realize that. That's, yes. that's awesome. That's a, yes. what a. Apparently, if you get him drunk enough, he will start name dropping all of these shows and people that he's worked with in his career. I mean, so he and you know, I think all three of them have a lot of stories. But yeah, no, Rick was, and Rick's the one that you might overlook because Ben and Jeff get a lot of the attention. Joe. Joe. Sorry. Yes. God, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, I just tagged him in a picture today, and I should know his name. Um, they would get all the attention, you know, typically about of the other bears. But uh, no, well, Rick, Joe is like six three. Well, yeah. So he towers over everybody. And then Ben. Um, ben has a lot of uh, visibility because he is. I mean, they're all main characters in the show, but Ben is the one that is with um, Hot Toddy in the show. So there's a lot of FaceTime, Mm -hmm. and he's kind of front and center for everything where Joe and Rick um, kind of are second string, in Mm -hmm. a sense. But but Joe Joe has a very boisterous personality and is very just, yeah, over the top. And then uh, Ben wasn't going to, actually wasn't going to be able to come originally because he had thrown his back out. So I got word about two days before they were supposed to travel here, and they were like, and Rick was like, Ben threw his back out. He's in a lot of pain. He's gotten to doctors and chiropractors, and it's we're, we're not quite sure. And I'll let you know more in a couple of days. And then I was like, on edge, waiting to hear back. And I then Joe posted that they were all at the airport, getting ready to come to Orlando. And I was like, Whew, good times, good, good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. It, what's, what's one thing when you have a guy uh, or musician or whatever or performer personality show up, and then they, they do their gig and they leave. But it's another thing altogether when they make a weekend out of it and they are very accessible to their fans and to people who just happen to think they're hot. I mean, that was really, really a cool thing. And then, I, yeah, they everything they said, like they just had a blast. So that's very validating too, you know, because because they go to a lot of these kind of events. That like like anybody, you know, like the people who do the circuit or just get to travel a lot for their thing, and you know, they all had such a great time. Yeah. Well, they were, you know, like you said, they were very accessible, and they were accessible to people who wanted to come up and just talk about the show, or you know, talk to them. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, they were very friendly, very warm, and you know, definitely uh, made a good impression, I think, on on myself, but also on a lot of the other people that were there. Most of whom, I'm sure, watch where the bears are all the time, but some of them, you know, may not have been familiar with it, and hopefully, they uh, were able to get some new fans. Yeah, for sure, because we actually did a um, uh, screening with them on Friday afternoon or early afternoon, and um, they brought some of the they brought their their seasons with them and did a couple episodes from each, kind of almost like a little sampler from all the different seasons, and then they did the world premiere. The guys that were in there for this were the first ever to see the world premiere of the New Year's episode where Todd proposes to Nelson and the people that came to the screening were the first ever to see that which is really cool that they that they made that a part of what they were doing here um, especially with it being so close to the end of the season and um, and they hung around and actually and, and did a little Q&A and did a little meet and greet and photos with uh, with the guys that were there and did some, uh, they signed some posters which I have a bunch left so if any of our local listeners would like a um, a free 
autographed Where the Bears Are poster, um, just contact me at pat at flameonshow.com and we can arrange a pickup <laughs> or maybe a cheap uh, mailing. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but they were they were super, super cool uh, to just hang out with and talk to. And they were so gracious and so excited to be there. And, um, you know, it really could have turned into a giant marketing thing for them to try to prepare for another Kickstarter campaign or to sell merchandise or do any of that. And they definitely, they did not do that. They took it as let's really kind of get out there and just hang out and meet the fans, have a good time. And that's the best way to really kind of promote your product, your product and your project Yeah. by just being those awesome people that when it does come around, you'll go, Oh yeah, that's right. I met these guys. Cool. Let me throw five bucks or 10 bucks or whatever, you know, you can and help them out or buy a DVD, which helps their, their production costs. So, you know, and they've, they've actually talked about wanting to bring, uh, possibly film a season at the parliament house, (laughs) which, which I think would be very interesting. Um, (laughs) wouldn't be the first thing filmed there, but possibly, uh, one of the more successful and, uh, and and it would be the thing the first bear thing film there so that'd be kind of fun at least well, not just in a room somewhere well not yeah not for from bearfilms.com but you know <laughs> cuz they yeah yeah no hey if something, you something that would be say safe for work you know mostly mostly, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> um <laughs> but they also were talking about possibly wanting to do a where the bears are stage show and oh. after being in the theater for the uh the screening they um, and seeing Varla show because they came out on Saturday night and uh, with um, Matt Zarley and and watched the show and they love the space so it's something that is kind of on their list of if they do this they would love to come back and um, and actually do the show at the Parliament House in the Footlight Theater so mm-hmm. it was it, it was really great having them I'm I'm glad that that we um, Tim who I mentioned earlier the, the resort manager of Parliament House was the one last year who mentioned wanting to get them. And um, and then I, I went ahead and reached out this year when we were starting to kind of put together who we wanted to be there, and um, and they were they were actually really easy. I had so many people leading up to the event go, "How did you get the guys from where the bears are?" And I just look at them and go, "I asked them." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pretty simple. People think it's really hard to like get these people to come here, and it's like. Hey, we want to pay you to come to Orlando and hang out at a bear event. Okay. Yeah. I'm there. Orlando is a nice draw for that kind of thing too. Cause if you're paying for them to stay there and you're paying for them to do work, like, you know, have a gig, then they get to stay and have a Disney experience that they want and see the other stuff. And, you know, or just sit around and drink all day with bears. Or do that. <laughs> Cause that's, that's true. That's pretty much, I think what their, their weekend was. Although we had, we had, a uh, uh, some new friends of ours that, from Growlware from Indiana came down for the event. It was their first time um, in Orlando for Bear Bust. They come down for Tidal Wave, and the new guys that own it um, have done Tidal Wave uh, here in Orlando. But this was their first time at Bear Bust, and they got in a day early and did. Um, they were planning on going to Epcot and doing like the after four um, to go check that out, and then and then they vended all weekend long and. Um, they had a great time. So, yeah, so you, it, it really can be a little bit of a mixture of everything if you want it to be. So I think overall it was a, uh, a, a highly successful event. We just got the pictures back, which uh, we were alluding to earlier. 
uh, from our friends at Stocky Photos. So the uh, the event pictures are up. The complimentary four by six uh, postcards that they did. Uh, those pictures will be going up soon. Uh, by the time this airs, hopefully on Friday, I'll have put all those up. And then our photo op pictures with um, with Matt Albert, Matt Zarley, and the Where the Bears Are guys, um, Eric Hyman and Keith London, all of those pictures will be up as well. Um, but if you are interested in coming and joining us for Bear Bus 26, which will be October 20th through the 23rd of 2016, um, you can call the Parliament House at 407-425-7571 and book your room now. Uh, you can lock in the 129 a night rate. Um, it's a three-night minimum, either Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, but you'll get your two run passes for next year as well. And now that they are um, exiting all of their bankruptcy stuff, they are looking at um, some major remodels and some uh, some new things that are going to be coming to the Parliament House uh, compound, complex, whatever you want to call it. Compound is, is very descriptive. Yes, because it, it, it truly is. <laughs> someday there will be – like a little, a little like a cult or something. Well, someday the branch or the uh, alcohol, the tobacco and firearms will show up and <laughs> there will be a barricade of bears and drag queens all holed up in the thing hoarding their poppers and their whatever else. Video they're... head cleaner. Oh, sorry. That's right. They're, they're going to be cleaning VHS tapes. and. Varla cleaned a lot of video heads while she was at Bear Bus. <laughs> Lord. <Sure did. laughs> Um, which I, I'm telling you is that my favorite part. And if you haven't seen Big Black Hole and you're in either Pittsburgh or San Francisco, I think those are the two next stops. And she doesn't do a lot of stuff outside of the summer. So if you are in either of those areas and you can see Big Black Hole, do so. Please do so. Um, but she does this bit with Siri, and um, it it changes depending on where she's at and what's going on. Because when I saw the show in Provincetown, um. The last thing, the last thing is uh, to, to leave the stage because Courtney Act's coming on and people want to get in for the show. And this time around, it was uh, something along the lines of the Bears want to go drink and have anonymous sex. That's and cute. It, it just was kind of fun that that changes for it. And my last favorite piece of it was uh, Siri, when she tells Siri to leave the jokes to the professionals, and Siri goes calling Bianca Del Rio. And being in such a drag-heavy area, it it's, it definitely got a huge uh, laugh from the crowd for that one. But overall, overall, it was definitely a, it was a fantastic weekend. Before we finish up, and this is this will be one of our little uh, non-bearbus tidbits that we we go into, aside from our tangents that we've gone on. Because uh, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, this will be a half-hour episode. We're on like an hour and twenty. So you know, it's good times, good conversation with good friends. Um, so, Steve, you have been a longtime listener of Flame On, and a long time ta- listener, first time caller. <laughs> yeah. No, yes, love, love, it. It. love it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, being your first time in Orlando, was it your first time in Orlando? Period. No, you've been down for Disney before. Yeah, I've been down. I've been down uh, for Disney before, mostly on family trips. This is the first time where Jason and I. Uh, have been able to get away together uh, down to Orlando and just kind of make our own schedule. Um, nice. You know, to be there to visit you guys and to, you know, see Bearbus and see Varla there, uh, and just kind of hit up Disney and do some do something crazy for you know a Disney day, which uh, is hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, true. And then you also got to visit 
another staple of the Flame On verse when yes. you got to go to our LCS, <laughs> known as ACS, or a yes. comic shop. You did not get to meet Oral, though. I was so pissed at Oral. No, no. He was, he was hiding somewhere. Oral was hiding. <laughs> it, literally, it literally so. came down to, hey, can you do – no, you can't do that. Can you – no, you can't do that. We're in your neighborhood. Let's just – we're going to stop. Oh, you're not home. Okay. Like, <laughs> I tried so hard to get you to meet Oral. Eric, I think, was actually in Orlando as well, but, like, you know, he's off God knows where. Eric's and, been in his little Phoenix egg for, yeah. the, for the last little bit. He's, he's, he's cracking he's, that egg also, also known as being you know a real estate agent. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we, we did go by a comic shop, but only uh, Charles was working, and um, the Geek Easy wasn't even open. No, they've, been, they've only been opening that later in the day. But you at least got to step foot into the legendary <laughs> A-Comic shop. And find some books did, you were looking for. So that was it good. Was, uh, it's, it was really nice. I, you know, you guys have talked about it quite a bit. And obviously, you know, ACS is uh, you know, a sponsor of uh, Flame On. But it was great to actually be there. And to, we, we did actually get to see uh, the Geek Easy, which was nice. Even though it wasn't open, we could get to look inside. And it was... Uh, a lot bigger than I thought it was. It's bigger was really on the impressed. inside? Is that so. what you're saying? Stop it. What? Stop the Doctor Who reference. It's bigger on the inside. It is bigger it on the inside. It was a lot bigger on the inside. <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you're... You when you into this unsuspecting comic shop. It's really nice. Look at all the comics on the walls. Hey, what's this door? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, very, it's very misleading, in a sense, when you look at it from the outside, because it's a strip mall, and every, like all the, the um, storefronts are very much kind of just your normal size and you don't really expect much and then you walk in and when the door is closed especially when um the geek easy is is closed it's just it's very okay here's our box you know it's obviously they've built out after the um the remodel it was a a, a little tighter in there originally but you're like okay cool this is you know this is what i expect and then it's like stepping into narnia yep it's like here's this <laughs> giant area where there's old school video game machines and there's, you know, TVs Super all Mario over blocks, like the, the question bo- uh, boxes, which are awesome. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing going to that store, having been that my LCS for like, God, probably over a decade at this point and like seeing the transformation from then to now, it's just ridiculous, but I'm really glad you got to see it. I, I am sad that there was any more exciting things happening, but you know, whatever. And we put together a, we put together a 3d printed portal cube for your birthday. So that was a companion cube. I love it, which I could not have done without Jason and, and Steve, you helped too. I know, but <laughs> Steven was just drinking on the side. Seriously. Jason saved my ass because those little round bits, they don't fit very well. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, that and it came out great, and I'm getting more parts to fix the parts that didn't quite make it. Uh, but awesome. uh, and and we had a uh, we had what's the what's the liquor that you that you got? Um, chartreuse. Chartreuse. Oh, chartreuse. Which, we got to enjoy some chartreuse and soda. Now that that is a, a very unique drink. Yeah. <laughs> it is much better with the soda than it is as a shot. I will well, say that. I can totally hear. It. Yeah, no, it was great. No, it was really. I'm glad you guys came down. I'm thrilled. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to talk to you offline. I might be seeing you guys in not so long in the future for a curling awesome. for a curling event. Lordy. Oh, hey, yeah, <laughs> and that that is one thing. Also, uh, we got to hear more about um, uh, you know, the curling club in Orlando. Uh, I probably didn't shut up about it. 
It's usually but, what people uh, accuse me of. But no, it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. And uh, you know, I was also really pleased to see on your car a uh, uh, Charlotte Curling Club sticker. So I was I was like, hey, you know, a little bit of a little bit of home, you know, being represented down there in Orlando. So, but that's that's just really uh, really cool. Uh, what what you guys are doing or what you're doing uh, with curling down in in Central Florida, which uh, someone's got to do. When it. you think of winter ice sports, you really don't really think of Florida much. We're putting the winter back in Winter Park. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Please don't ever make that your slogan. Totally. <laughs> Please don't ever make Shame. that your slogan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I really, I and 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 I personally uh, need to thank you, Steve, because you know you have been very supportive of Flame On as as a vocal listener, uh, an advocate, uh, even before Comic Book Stalker. Bears, Stalker, Stalker even. But uh, you know, it's been a it's been a long time coming to have you on this uh, episode or have you on the show, and uh, I promise that we will bring you back on for a normal episode uh, at some point in the uh, in the future. Wait and and Jason, why did Steve get Twitter? Um, so that he could stalk you. <laughs> well, listen. So I could tweet at you. So I could, you know, I could follow your guys' uh, wonderful posts and. You're my confirmation um, that I actually posted correctly. If I don't get that immediate. <laughs> Uh, like favorite and retweet like two buzzes. I don't tw- trust that I actually posted. And then when it doesn't happen because you're asleep or something or you're doing something, then I start to go, oh wait, what happened? Did what, it what? not post to Twitter correctly? Yeah. Did it not? So and that happened today. I, there was a post, and then a couple of seconds later, buzz. I looked down at my watch. Buzz. Oh, there it is. There so is. it was yeah. great. It's great. I I I absolutely appreciate that. Being a fan of other shows and knowing how. Now knowing what it's like on the other side, like it's 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 awesome to have that kind of support. So. And speaking of that, actually, one of our other, because obviously Steve was the first two, because I get those buzzes on my phone also. Uh, but Chris Collins actually is one of our Twitter follower listeners as well, and he is he and Steve actually sometimes battle it out Trading for who off. will who will get there first. Yeah. And first, I gotta, I gotta make that first. I gotta. I'll start writing first on all of my. You, you, you need know, to. <laughs> But, but we love it. We love it though. It's it's great to to get people you know to get people chatting or even just favoriting and, and retweeting because then at least it shows that we're we're doing this and people are seeing. It. Right. It's not just out into the void. But uh, if they wanted to follow our tweets and things, it would be Flame On Podcast. And if they wanted to check us out, if anyone listening wants to see what we're posting on Facebook, uh, that usually then goes to Twitter. It's Flame On Show. Or they can just go to flameonshow.com and find all and of them. scroll to the bottom of every page, and it's got all of our different social media stuffs: the Instagram, the RSS feed, the SoundCloud, Tumblr, Tumblr, email, all of that fun stuff. Soon, and so so soon, you also find a link to our. So we are on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, SoundCloud. You will soon find a link on Google Play. They have just announced Google Play will be hosting podcast or basically re re publishing kind of like itunes so soon we've submitted it everything's in there if you are a listener on soundcloud you notice all the logos are now uniformly the same <laughs> that's because now everybody is good for google play the the resolutions were weird and we had to make some tweaks but uh like that's awesome i mean being a google fanboy i'm of course like thrilled that they're doing a big podcast push but 
they have reviews. If you if you're listening and you you listen to this episode, you should keep listening because this is kind of a weird one off uh, deep dive. It's our microsoft. It's our microsoft. But you should definitely microsoft. stay tuned for episode 100 because we're gonna have a giant cast, a giant crazy spectacle. Uh, and he says that now it'll be three of us, but still, no, I, I'm going <laughs> to, we're going to do what we got to do to make sure that 100 is special and it would be special if it was three of us, but, um, they'll be dancing. There'll be stunts. I mean, it's, it's all on podcasts well, on radio, so you can't really see them, but they're actually, you know, will probably be, either. they'll probably if be video. Imagination. <laughs> no, no, no. We're doing video streaming for this. Yeah. You'll, um, you'll get to, you'll get to see our 100th episode before it goes out to the public so and we'll have uh, the little uh we'll have some kind of way for you guys to interact and chat and maybe uh we'll read comments and, and do stuff but it, it's gonna be great it's gonna be like the early 2000s cam video all over again we have <laughs> we have high definition cameras and i have a new lighting setup that i got for my birthday oh, so we could be properly lit it's gonna be amazing and lit from the alcohol intake i will i promise we will finish the chartreuse while we're we're doing that I promise you I will try to polish off that bottle of 151 that you boys got me for my birthday. And that may then be the end of Flame On, as we know it. Just don't drink it around any open flames. The fact that it has warnings on the bottle. It does. And we actually went out for my birthday, and we got uh, the Scorpion Bowl, which has a shot of 151 in the center that's lit on fire. And I looked at Brian, and I said, you're not supposed to do that. It tells you on the bottle... Because it could still be on fire even when you blow the flame out. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't stop you from drinking it. Fumes. It did not stop me from drinking it. I made sure I, I we blew out the we blew it out and then I still waited I waited a few minutes and then just tried to suck it dry with my straw. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> we need to, we will get one of those for the recording. I'll, I'll see if I can get one. There'll, be, there'll definitely be planners punch for the 100th 100th episode. But that's just so that's just in a couple quick episodes. If anyone out there listening, you want to send us a question, uh, you want to send us a comment, you want to record uh, some little thing for us or post us a video, we are absolutely thrilled to have any and all uh, attention that you can give us for our hundredth uh, episode because it's a milestone. Who knows if we'll hit two hundred? I mean, it's one of those things of podcasts. Hey, we're hitting, busy people schedules. We're hitting a hundred a lot faster than y'all hit fifty. That's so true. That's we're pumping true. these episodes out for you. You know, it's gonna be great. So, uh, you know, definitely, uh, if you, if you if you like what you hear, please go find us on social media, talk to us, interact with us, repost us, do all that, and then stay tuned for the exciting one hundredth. Well, Steve and Jason, thank you guys so much. This this definitely turned into uh, a much deeper dive and a, a, a very fun conversation about uh, bear bust in in general and your trip down here to Orlando. So we appreciate you guys being here with us. Oh, well, thank you. It was great to be down there with you. Yes. Yeah, for sure. We I, really appreciated uh, you guys opening your home for us and. Uh, you know, showing us the wonders of uh, Bear Bust and Orlando. Yeah. I've seen more of Orlando than I had ever seen before. So. <laughs> You're welcome. You're it welcome. It isn't just some parks in some other place. Exactly. It's not exactly. Orlando, as I learned. Yes. I'm so thrilled, and especially because, you know, I talked about how that was just like a thing that bugs me. Disney World, <laughs> yeah, and, and sure. I drive, that's Orlando. No. <laughs> Disney's technically not even Orlando. Right. But hey, uh, Steve, tell our, our listeners out there if they would like to uh, interact with you or follow you on uh, social media, where can they find you? 
Well, you can always find me on Twitter at uh, one of many Steves, because um, there are a lot of Steves out there, but I am one of them. So <laughs> one of many Steves. Very true. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Stephen Mori, M O W R Y, and I'm Stephen with a PH. Um, or, uh, yeah, you can always just shoot me a quick email, Stephen, uh, or the Steve Mori at gmail.com. And you can hear Steve and myself every two weeks-ish on Comic Book Bears, <laughs> and that's over on Comic Book Bears on Facebook and Comic Book Bears on Instagram and Twitter as well, uh, where we yeah. do all of the talking about all of the comics all of the time. All of the comics. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you know, it, it's a lot of fun. If you're a comic book fan, you're not going to find too many shows that get that in-depth, and it's, it's, it's talking about a deep dive. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, if, you, it's, if you love Valiant, we've been really pushing a lot oh of Valiant Lord. lately. Uh, I almost um, picked up a Valiant could... book because of you guys. I was so close, and I will. I'm I'm going to, but I, every time I go to my store, I'm like, oh, I need to read those books. They do sound really good. <laughs> and that's all thanks well, you to should. you guys. You yeah. should. Um, and then also, uh, you know, uh, hearing all about Secret Wars that's going on right now. Um, you know, we've got a, a couple DC guys that are just really into DC. Bill um, and, and also Justin. a lot of indie. We we do a lot of indie comics too, so it's uh, you know not just a big two. No, we we do try to diversify it, and uh, you know it's great. You should definitely check it out. And I guess that's uh, that's it. And Jason, do you have anything to plug or promote? Do you want our fans to stalk no. you? I'm a luddite. I do not. I do not participate in the Twitter. Well, what about what if I wanted Instagram. a shirt? What if I wanted a shirt with a bird with a pipe on it? Um. Well, I haven't mass marketed any of them. I just make them one offs. Um, I'm just putting it out there into the universe that they're pretty cool, and if people wanted them, you know, I'm just saying. If if you if you are enticed by, because remember this is a podcast and everybody can see a shirt, but us. that's why I described it. If you if that shirt sounds delightful to you, then tweet at Steve, and he will he will bug Jason about it. A, a dapper bird shirt, <laughs> a little top hat, a little pipe. I wish you could make out a monocle. You should do negative space for the monocle. I, I tried to do the monocle. It didn't really turn out real well, so we right. just kind of cut it out. All right. Well, hey, it, the, the top hat and the pipe works well. It's great. I want, I'm just saying it's I like that one. I love it. Dab, oh, you, if you made them blue, you could totally market to the uh, They Might Be Giants crowd. Right. Did you guys notice? I hope you noticed oh, that, yeah. by the way. Did you notice our blue? Right, right by the light switch. Yep. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. It's been a uh, it's been a fantastic chat with you, uh, Brian. Thank you for talking all about Bear Bus. That way, I didn't have to say it for the 15 millionth time. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, that will do it for this episode of Flame On. Make sure you uh, check us out. We should be having a special episode drop um, probably shortly after this episode comes out, and then in two weeks, join us right back here for our 100th episode. It's gonna be a mess. It'll be uh, it'll be live streamed on November eighth. We'll mm-hmm. have more details up on our social media as we get them, and um, I think that about does it. So, flame off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, 
or putting some dollars down our digital G-string and our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.